Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How you doing, everyone? Welcome back. In today's video, we're going to be playing the what-if game. We're going to start with Cleary, for example. What if he doesn't get named? But they're going to go through a bunch of other players, you know, whether they be a mid-range guy, whether they be a you know uh, just above cheapy level, whether it be the, you know the three hundred and fifty k guys that we you know we have in our size at the moment, or whether it's going to be a keeper. And we're going to just play the what if in terms of you know what's and, and get you guys thinking about if they don't score well first game, what do you do with them? Are you going to panic trade them? Are you going to hold strong with them? Do you know if they're going to be a volatile player and they could get a 35 and get an 80? You know, someone like Lucy Leilua, for example, is someone we can start with. And for, for me with him, he's someone who is very much a you know, 35 to 40 scorer and then he could get an 80. So if you, you know, like exactly what he got in the trial, for example. So if he's someone that uh, you're thinking about putting in your side, there's a great chance that he can get 40 in the first game. If he does that, what are you going to do? Are you going to trade him out? Are you going to be okay to give him another a few weeks? What if he gets two 40s in a row? That's something to think about with, some, with someone like Lucy. Do you want that in your side from the start? Even though he's someone that's going to average you know, a bit over 50 or you know, somewhere projected, I'm projecting somewhere near his average from last year, maybe slightly above, if anything. But is that going to be okay for you to have in your side that kind of volatility? All right, so we'll start with, we'll, we'll start with Cleary on that one. If he doesn't make your number... Um, so round one, do you start with him? I personally think if he's not even on the 21, then there's a chance that it means he might not be back until round two, uh, round two or three. Or it definitely won't be back until at least round two, but maybe even round three. And I think there's just too much money to sit on your reserves, especially if um, yeah, you look at our, at our people squad here, which I've put together. Um, we've got Harry Grant as well, so that would be a couple of red dots. So I don't think that can be possible. But let's just actually quickly look at the people squad before we go through this. So... In the, uh, in the Discord group, guys, the, uh, the link's going to be in the description. It's also down there on the screen. But these are the guys that I think uh, you know, I've put together the list of, of players that have been most uh, wanted in our Discord group in the People's Squad tab. Harry Graham is clearly the um, most important hooker to have, along with Randall. So that's the combination we're going to go with there, definitely. And a lot of the other positions, apart from, say, Cleary and Payne Haas uh, and Ewan Aiken, I'd say they were the, the clearest guys 
you know, and then a few of the cheapies like Ilias and stuff. Anyway, everyone else is um you know, up for up for debate and up for trade. Uh, you know, basing basing things off team lists tomorrow, for example. Um, you know, a couple other guys that yeah, a little bit contentious in terms of, of numbers. You know, it could have gone either way with a few of them. Uh, and then we're going to work out, you know, what's going to be best for the balance of the side. If you look at it at this stage, we are, we're going to be having Arrow in our edge, for example. You know, we don't might not have to play Tuolangi or Nanai, for example, there. Kurt Mann will go into the starting side for mids as well when he gets that duel. So we'll, we'll have a mixture of, of guys off the bench. So that starting team will look a little bit better with Arrow and Kurt Mann in there. We also have 66K remaining. Uh, let me know what you guys think. That's obviously a little bit of a screenshot there as to what I've just come up with, you know, based on those numbers that we've come up uh, with in the in the people squad chat. All right, so if we were to remove Cleary, right? Let's. This, the reason I'm doing this video is now is to, is to remove some of the panic that a few guys are going to have if he doesn't get named, for example. And I know we've only got a couple of days to to make our team. So if you're not picking Cleary then your second best option by far is going to be DCE. And he'll be a great captaincy option. It'll be DCE, and then you've got guys like Payne Haas, which would be great as well to captain, right? So DCE is your second best in terms of average, um, and then Payne from there. So that's definitely an option. If you did that, right, you then have a couple hundred K up your sleeve, 294. And if you look at the types of players in our sides, you could you could then look at someone like Rocco Berry was um, fairly late in terms of pick in our in our people squad group. Not too many people were super keen on him, so you could then you know move on from Rocco, and we'd have six hundred and fifty k to play with there, right? So we can scroll it down and make it nice and simple if we were to pick. Okay, cool. If we want another mid, for example, we could go Adam Fanua Blake, and and that would mean we have a fair bit of cash up top, but that's a decent option. For example, Dylan Brown somewhere there. Pat, we could go you know, double up on a wing fullback if he's starting. That's going to be a cool one. So maybe let's just go with Pat as, a, as an easy option there uh, if we're not picking up Payne Haas. Uh, you could go DCE or Haas as captain is fine. Um, and then Pat would come in and start for Pereira, for example. So that would look pretty solid. Pretty simple, right? That's a, a definitely an easy way to get, you know, you're now you're removing one clear gun in Cleary and you get two guns, one in Pap and one in DCE. So I wouldn't be stressing too much on what could happen there. Let's remove those two guys, for example, now. And if we were to go a little bit cheaper than DCE, if you wanted for 800 and didn't want to go the 822K route, then you could go someone else you think has a little bit, maybe a little bit more value at a little bit of a cheaper price. I know TK is pretty high, for example, on... Uh, Mitch Moses, which is a cool one. Cody Walker is another solid one who's going to be, you know, looking after that, um, yeah, his team there, the, the Rabbitohs, along with Ilias. So you could start with both of them. You could go with someone like Burton, who could be cool. So if we decide to go the cheaper route and we want to start with Matty, then that's sweet there. We then have 881k for that one player, right? But that could be split up into two positions. If we wanted, you know, a couple of 600k guys, whether that was, even if we wanted to go Pap. Now, we'd have 250k to play with in another position. You know, 250k added on to Amon. If we were to play with that one there, let's go for Pap at 636. So we can have an extra gun in our wing fullbacks, for example. Let's move that around just to, let's move that around just to make it look, oh, geez. Just to make it look a little bit better. So sub in for Geordie. And then we would upgrade Junior Ramon in that one there. So we'd have, what What do you say, 595K. If you wanted to do that, we'll just scroll right down nice and quick. So 595K, 
bunch of guys on that list that we could go through there. Guys like, yeah, Brooks Manu Welch, uh, we've spoken about as, as probably being solid options, all three of them, in terms of guns and uh, slight mid-ranger in, in, in Christian. You can then look at guys like Jack Whiten, who I'm probably not as high on at this stage, just with um, what's happened with Foggs. So I thought that was going to really help him out. But Junior Paulo, for example, is, is an option in that in that price point. We've already got the Stefanos and the Arrows, um, the Cora, someone you know, a few people are interested in, for example, um, Jack Bird. Yeah, a bunch of different guys there, right? But if let's just say we selected one of them, let's go with Paulo as well. All right, Junior Paulo. So that would leave us with some even better depth if we were to then go bully more to Paulo. We now have three really strong mids, for example. Our edge would include Arrow. Um, we'd leave Man on the interchange, which would have a, you know, make a nice strong interchange there. We're obviously pretty light then on the halves with you know with Burton, Ilias, with, with Schneider as some backup. Kurt Mann could also be a backup. We could start with Kurt Mann in there. Either way, it wouldn't matter, but we're probably going to play Ilias. Uh, then you have a gun in the centers. You have two guns in the wing fullback. So that would <clears throat> that would even out the team pretty well. And that's you know that's meaning everyone you know isn't starting with Cleary. So I really don't see that as an option uh, as a bad option, even if Cleary's out. So just really this whole video was just to just to you know make everyone relax a little bit um, heading into round one. If Cleary doesn't get named, if Pap doesn't get named, same thing, right? Um, but he doesn't carry as much cap as someone like um, Cleary. Okay, let's play the what if game with guys on our side. Grant misses round one. If Grant comes back in in round two and gets a 45 and plays 65 minutes, what do you do? What if, right? What do you do if that happens? Do you do you trade him out straight away? Are you like, oh, wow, you know, you know if you just say Brandon Smith comes in and plays 15, you know, covers him for 15 minutes in the hooking position to get Brandon and Smithy's um, numbers up to 65 minutes or something like that. So they're all playing pretty high minutes, but not a full game. Do you trade him out? Do you give him a few more weeks, right? That's something to think about when you... They could happen, right? He could come in and get 80 first game and the second game and the third game, um, but he could also do that. So just think about that in your team if you're going to be doing that. Payne Haas, pretty unlikely he's going to score anything below a 45-50, so I probably wouldn't be worried about him. Someone like Junior Paulo is a lot more volatile for sure. So if you we typed him in here, you can have a look at a bunch of his scores. and uh, He's someone I'm not super high on for reasons that we'll, uh, we'll go through in a second, but he's someone that's very, very volatile. Priced at um, 46 with an average of 44. You look at a bunch of his scores. He started awesome last year, played two 60-minute games, which isn't going to be too regular if you look at you know what happened last year with his minutes, but two tries in those games. If he comes out and does what he did from round three all the way to round 12, 39, 47, 27, 33, 47, 24, 46, 38, and 40, right? And it doesn't get any better until round 19, right? So two great games, a lot of people picked him up, and then he went absolutely terrible, right? And if you're picking him up, yes, we're looking at some offloading stats is going to be a little bit better that we're, you know, we're going to help, we're going to be uh, helped out with in terms of his um, improved scoring. But he is someone that tackle bus as well, just be aware of that. I think that it's only a 1.8 improvement on his scores, and I don't see where he gets extra improvements from. He has games with 68 minutes, he has games with 62, 56 minutes, and he still gets 27, 47, 39, right? Um, I just don't see the benefit in him. And if he's someone that comes out and gets a few of those scores at the start, are you going to trade him out? I think you probably will. I don't, I don't see you, you know, continuing to persevere with someone like him if, if Stefano's out there getting, pumping out 60 minutes and getting 50s, you know, 48, 50. You know, he's making some money like that. Um, 
so that's someone to, to think about there, Junior Paulo. Um, <laughs> I've definitely talked myself out of him if I was ever thinking about it. Similar to Safano there, if he, if he, he's someone that I'm slightly worried about. There's a great chance that he comes out and does really well because he's the main guy in their pack. But if he comes out and gets 45, 50 minutes and picks up low 40s and doesn't really make any cash, something, you know, something like Tino did last year, that's kind of the comparison I can see is 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 that there. Obviously, Stefano, you've had that, you got that bunch of games at the back end of last year where he scored a few tries, he got bigger minutes. Does he come out and do that from, from game one? That's, that's the question that you've got to ask yourself. And are you prepared to... Uh, to hold on to him if he has a couple of bad games or you know a couple of forties, for example, rather than the fifty plus that we're you know a lot of people are expecting from him. Something to think about. What are we doing with these you know cheaper edges to Alungi and Nanai? Are you happy to hold on to them if if uh, you know Tulangi gets moved back to the bench? Are you just going to cop that? That's the lucky thing you can do with these type of um, these type of price players is that they're not gonna they're not gonna kill your overall team results. You know, it's more those mid ranges that we've really got to think about and do you exactly want them in your side. Nano obviously at three fifty is a bit more expensive and, and he has to get big minutes to score pretty well. So that's something to think about with him. Is that worth playing that three hundred and fifty K guy? Or do you spend up bigger in this position and maybe have one cheaper edge um, yeah they could cover, whether it be Bullymore who um, we probably have a bit more of an idea of how they're gonna, of how he's going to go. He's played the trials, and then I hasn't done that, for example. Uh, but moving to you know, Arrow, for example, he's a, he's someone that's a lot more consistent, and you can tell it's more around a minutes thing for him. If he can get those minutes, he's going to be more consistent. I can see him, you know, even if he comes in and pumps out a forty three or forty five in the first game, you're like, okay, cool, that was pretty well his base, and he has some room for for tries on that left edge he has some room for the odd offload or tackle break or maybe they have a big tackling game and he gets 40 tackles in 100 meters he picks up 50 points so i find him to be more consistent than a few guys and he's someone i'm not too worried about kurt mann as well he's going to be getting a lot of his stats through tackles he's going to run the ball a little bit and has the odd tackle break in him so he's someone that could very uh simply and easily get to his base of say let's say 40 and then has some upside from there so he's again someone i'm not too worried about Burton's gonna. Burton has a lot of opportunities to score points, you know, across the field. Whether he's going to be running the ball, tackling, kicking goals, assisting, there's a lot of things that he can do um, in the game to get a sort of a, gen- a generic base. And at 593k, yes, it's fairly expensive, but he, he should have a, a base around that 40 mark. And if he gets that first round, you're not going to be completely upset about it. I think that that's kind of the low that he's going to sit. But he has that up, those upside games, so. You know, he can very easily come out and dominate first game. First game, he, you know, he's got two easier games to start off with: uh, Broncos and Cowboys, I believe, and then a bunch of harder ones. So, you know, maybe he's going to be a little bit more volatile, dominate against the lesser teams, and then and struggle a little bit against others. Or he's going to be kicking a lot, out of trouble, tackling a lot. You know, there's just a bunch of ways he can score try uh, score points. So he's not he's someone we're not going to be too worried about. But again, owned by thirty percent of teams, that's probably the the biggest one uh, for him. Is that you know he has to score over fifty. Is he going to do that all the time? Probably not. Um, is he fairly safe in terms that he's going to get? He's got a chance to score a lot of points across the board. Then I think yes. Guys like you and Aiken, obviously there's some risk in terms of him getting moved back to the centres or or getting a bench spot. But I think that's fairly low. And if you if you take you know how he played moving into the second row last year as anything to go by coming into this year, that you should. You should see that a fair bit of improvement, I think, from him in his actual gameplay. He'd really never trained at uh, on the edge, for example, and then got thrust into that role uh, at the back end of last year. And he's had a full preseason with you know, you know a fair bit of time to, to get better at that position. 
He's a little bit cheaper than someone like Burton. So again, you can't, you're getting him at a, a price of you know of 43. Um, for someone that can that has averaged over 50 in that in that edge position, so he's someone to think about. You got someone like Nico Hines. Obviously, some risk being in a new position, but again, has the goal kicking, runs the ball a lot. He's going to tackle. Um, he's going to score in a lot of different ways in a team that's going to be a little bit better than the Dogs. That's where I see the the benefit to Hines. He has that dual position as well, and he's just going to be in a better team and, and more opportunities to score points. So I think that's solid there. Crichton is someone I'm not too worried about. I think he's going to be fairly stock standard, you know, maybe that 25 to 30 base, and then upside with tries, um, tackle breaks, and offloads uh, with some assists as well in the centres. So he's someone I wouldn't be too worried about. And then Pap, it's more a worry of does he start slowly. So if, if he, he he plays round one, yes, the Storm could do, go decent, but he could have a fairly quiet one and not have to do as much. He might just, you know, just kick goals only. He, does, he has been the moon boot. Has it been his right foot? Just a question for anyone. Um, let me know in the comments. Um, but that's something to think about with him. Now we can have a little play with guys on on the side here. Yeah, Trebojevic, for example, if you're going to pick him up, if he if he scores a 40 first game, do you trade him out? If he scores two, you know, a 50 and a 45, do you trade him out? He's priced way over that. Obviously, in the um, in the high 70s to 80 there. So, are you prepared to to hold him and and hold his you know big price drops if? If he doesn't start as well, something to think about. Um, DCE as well. I think he's going to be fairly consistent, but he is also someone that can get forty and then get hundred to have that seventy average, for example. A lot of these guys are the same. For Fido, is he going to be playing eighty minutes straight away? Do you play him? Uh, do you, you pop him in your team straight away at that high price? Papali, is he going to get eighty minutes on the edge? Is he going to be able to score a lot of tries like he did last year? Lots of things to think about with him. Reed Mane, again. Started really well last year, so is he able to do that again? Is there uh, Mitch Rain, someone on the bench that takes a minutes from him? Again, all things are going to be answered in team lists, but these are just questions I want you to think of, yes, before team list tomorrow, but also following that, even if they're named in their exact position, is just looking at all the different factors that are at play and... You know, will these guys? Will you be able to hold strong with these guys after round one or after round two when they don't start as well? That's... That's the question to, uh, to ask yourself, and that's something that I probably didn't ask myself enough last year with, with guys like Damien Cook. We looked at what he did in the trials, and, and I kind of went, he'll just be fine. And then in round one, he just didn't get involved as much, just tackled a little bit, and he had his lowest score in a long time. Yes, it was a very much an outlier game, um, but still across the season, he, he averaged a bit less than, than what he did the year before and just didn't have the same role. Um, so just being aware that you know those things can happen and how are you going to react to it? I reacted by trading him out, and he picked up a hundred the next week. Yeah, still, still didn't have an amazing season overall, but you know, I, I picked up his thirty-seven or whatever he started with, and then and then moved him on. Wasted, a, well, not wasted a trade, but um, probably yeah, could have kept him and, and done elsewhere. I I bring I brought Fafita in, for example, um, and was happy with that. But yeah, that's something there. Yeah, guys like Josh Jackson. That's this is where these guys are really cool to just plug and play because you know what kind of output they're going to get. That's where I was talking about that, that video last time about. Someone like Stefano, I'd, if I picked, I had the extra cash, for example, then I decided to put in Dylan Brown, who I think is really consistent. You know, the tackles, he got some upside in the running meters and also the try assists and tries, which he didn't have many of last year. So, and, and in a, t- a good team that's going to be playing some weaker sides to start the year, I thought that was a better use of my money that, you know, I know that even if he gets a 45 first round, um, that was one of his worst games. You know what I mean? 
um, where he's got some 60s, 65s to go in there uh, without trying too hard as well with maybe one decent play. Where Stefano has to has to get those big minutes and has to be the dominant force that he was at the back end to get those points, for example. Uh, so yeah, there's a bunch of, bunch of guys along this list that are going to be pretty consistent. Yeah, even guys like Munster, for example. He, just, he gets a lot of points just through his running game um, and, and across the board with so many different ways to score points. So he's fairly consistent. Similar with Teddy, for example. Um, obviously, gets the tries this gets the tries himself. Just the consistent run meters up near the two hundred all the time, and his tackle breaks and stuff to to follow. So, there are a bunch of guys to think about. You know, Brandon Smith. If you think about him, you know the minutes. If he doesn't get the minutes first game, what are you going to do? You know, there's every chance that yeah. You know, even if you look at if we look at um, Paulo, for example, the minutes can change pretty regularly, right? He's got sixty the first couple of games. He's got a forty seven. A 62, 56, then two 49s, a 42 off the bench, obviously, but a 68, a 49. And this can all change due to minutes um, and injuries. Sorry, is what I meant. Injuries and um, uh, sin bins and stuff like that. You know, guys will play a bit more. So just be aware of that going into the first few rounds as well. That's probably all I want to talk about in this video. Just introduce that people squad. If you haven't voted yet, jump into the people squad tab. Uh, after Obviously, after team list, we'll, have, uh, we'll add, uh, either add some players or, or a new... Um, a new guessing, sorry, a new system to, to pick the players that you'd like, for example. But other than that, I suppose the biggest thing now is just jumping into that league. I'm going to make an announcement on Wednesday uh, as to what the prizes are going to be for the top three. But you know, we've I think we've got just under a thousand in there at the moment, so prizes are going to be worthwhile. It's more just fun to get in there and see if you can um, if you can win this, and, and you'll be you know, announced well to a lot of people on the um, on the YouTube if you're doing well each week, and uh, we'll go from there, guys. So like, subscribe, I really appreciate all your support so far. And we'll catch you in another one, guys. See you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.